This time for real. Okay. okay. One, two, three. Hello. Ooh. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I totally like spaced out. Okay. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Hello. 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 Welcome to the worst day of my life. My name is Cherish. And I'm Megan. And we're so happy that you're here to join us for this wonderful fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us? I've been drinking oh too, too long. Hello. Hello. Hi. H how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, excellent. Are you hiding? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh, man. Patrick and his mom, they are so funny. Yeah. She's absolutely nuts, and it's hilarious. She's just like, I she can't hear anything, but she needs to know everything. So <laughs> I'll be like, she'll be sitting in the living room, and I'll be in the kitchen, like yeah. with Sophie. And I'll be like, hey, Sophie, you need to make your lunch for tomorrow. And she'll be like, what? What? What'd you say? <laughs> what are they saying? Pat, what are they saying? What are they talking about? Oh, what? I was telling Sophie she needed to make her lunch. She needs to what? What does she need to do? She needs to make her lunch. Oh. Does she make her lunch? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but every <laughs> every fucking thing you say like all right um i'll tell patrick okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick if you can watch a baby what what Where, where's she going pat where's she going <laughs> she leave? what's wrong what's, where is she oh. <laughs> going to the bathroom oh oh okay <laughs> And she looks. She she looks at you like I didn't need to know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh man, how old is she? In her seventies. Yeah. So oh, she's man. not. She's not super old. She's uh, <laughs> hard of hearing and needs to know. But he gets so frustrated with her, and it's the most. I've never like. You know, Patrick, I, I've never seen him really frustrated, you know, uh -huh. every once in a while, even like the most terrible things that happen to that poor man, like he keeps his cool pretty damn yeah. well. And right. he, I can see him just like getting just, like so irritated with her. I would do the same thing with my, I couldn't have my mom here. No yeah. Way. I love my mom very much. I love her right where she's at. Um, well, it is kind of funny to me just because Patrick likes to like prank me and uh -huh. like me so much that I think it's like hilarious that he's just kind of getting like, I don't know, not necessarily like, a taste of his own medicine, but just like, yeah. just like his feathers ruffled or whatever uh -huh. on a continual <laughs> basis for two weeks kind of right. makes me um, laugh. She's like, probably, uh, you said she's keeping scout busy or entertained. Yeah, 
yeah, no, Scout is in heaven. She's uh, Scout is very happy that her grandma's here. That's adorable. Uh, yeah, they, she loves her so much. So cute. Aww, that is cute. So we tried to record a few days ago. Yeah. And as um as usual, it got fucked up. Um, <laughs> this time it was some sort of storm. Yes. Passing through. We lost yep. each other for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was we, Yes. We did like a half we did like a half an episode. We were talking about lactose intolerance and you said that drinking some just regular ass milk would give you DAs. Yes. 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 <laughs> it will. But for some reason, I like ice cream. I tolerate. I guess I don't I think it's like how things are pasteurized. But I haven't really experimented with other types of like. I haven't tried to drink like a glass of straight up like goat's milk or mm. you know milk or anything like. that. I'm like so freaked out to even try just because. Yeah. And plus, it just kind of grosses me out because of how sick like regular milk makes me. I'm not like a person to like go drink like a glass of of milk just to like. You know, for shits and giggles. I'm kidding. I don't, does, like, I, I don't people know. People do that. People yeah. drink milk with their dinner, like yeah. every night. It's yeah. so fucking gross to me. I remember, yeah, Savannah's dad used to like drink a gallon of milk a day, and he had his own <sighs> gallon, and he would just go pick it up out of the refrigerator and like take <sighs> the lid off and just like chug it down like it was water. Uh, that is so gross to me. I don't know why. I'm not even lactose intolerant, but just milk grossed me out for some reason. Yeah, yeah, there's something and like plus if you have like the type of mom that forgets to like throw away an expired gallon of milk or maybe that's why it grosses me out. <laughs> yeah, or like leaves the rot and like my mom used to leave yeah. the milk on the on like on the counter for like oh. hours and then she'd put it back in the refrigerator <laughs> after it'd been like out for like twelve hours and so oh. Yeah, and like just that smell, or like finding an old baby bottle that like got stuffed oh. on the couch or something, and then you open yeah. it and it's just like the worst odor ever. Oh, yep. My anyway. um, my friend that stayed with us for a little while when back when I was a kid and lived in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, his apartment was near Frat Row, um, at the University of Washington, and he uh would walk home every day and like frat boys would would yell at him like you know call him the f-a-g word and things like that um and so he decided to save up like he got a few different gallons of milk and put them like next to his radiator in his apartment and got them just like thick and disgusting and one day just like threw them at um the front of that house and he said that just watching by wa- watching them like gagging cleaning it up just was so satisfying <laughs> yeah that's amazing <sighs> oh so my great. gosh yeah but gosh what a like horrible place to live next to i know that poor guy yeah he moved he moved away from there he was not uh, not meant for that area of town i don't think right didn't you have something that you did like that to like a there was like a fish and a oh yeah yes tell me that story okay well my old roommate was this 
creepy dude that I had. I feel like I have to tell backstory to explain like why I even got to the point that I did. But so I was living in these old apartments um, called, oh, I think they were called like the San Carlos apartments. And they were like really super old, like built in like 1902, like really cool old building in like downtown Tucson, but um, like, you know, like not a very expensive apartment because I could never like afford a very expensive apartment. So Savannah, I'd ha- I gave her like the, the actual bedroom and then kind of set my, like my bed up in the living room, like kind of made it a studio mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of cute for that factor, but it was just definitely not like very like big enough. Mm-hmm. And so I met the neighbor who I had known from just like, you know, acquaintances or whatever, seeing him out, whatever. And one night, like he and I got to talking about, you know, um, like where we wish we could live because we were both living in the same apartment complex and oh and there was like a pedophile that lived in the apartment complex oh, lovely um, yeah and so anyway I was trying to get out of there it was like a bad school district I don't know just a lot of a lot of reasons so we start forming this idea like hey like you know like we get along like we hang out you know a lot like why don't we get a place together and be roommates and you so, and the neighbor did this yeah me and the neighbor Okay. And, and like, I'd known him for a long time, like throughout years, but just never like, you know, that was like the first time I really got to know him because we lived right next door to each other. And so like, you know, we would hang out like when Savannah was sleeping and talk and like nothing romantic ever happened. I actually thought he was like, you know, I, 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 well, I just didn't really think he was like into the ladies. So um, I made that, you know, like, I don't know, I guess judgment, um, but anyhow, so yeah, like time goes by, we decide we're going to start looking for places. We find the like most amazing house ever. in like this really, really like upscale, nice neighborhood that was like super cheap. Like it was like something ridiculous for what it was. Cause it was like three bedrooms, like had a basement, um, like old hardwood floors, amazing old, like fireplace, huge backyard, mm. like just beautiful, like beautiful house. Yeah. And so we're like, yeah like let's do it and so like we get all into it and we're like you know ready to sign the lease and stuff and then he's like tells me that he has like feelings for me like romantic feelings and I was like well you know like I don't really have those same feelings like I don't reciprocate those feelings and I was like and I think that like it's probably not a good idea that we live together you know um since there's now this Mm -hmm. element and uh, he, he like assured me, he's like, no, no, no. Like I can put all of that aside. Um, you know, like I, you know, I understand you're not into me, but like, you know, um, he's like, I, I won't make things weird, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I like a dill rod. Don't go with well, like young. Gut. Yeah. Don't go with my gut instinct. And then I'm like, um, cool. Like, yeah, I was young, but I still had like a child, Savannah. Yeah. Um, who at that point was like, uh, I think, because we moved up here when she was 12. So she's probably like 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So we go like move in this house and then like things start like getting like weird, but like not too, too weird at the beginning. But like he um, told Savannah, they, I don't know, he, they like, he was always like trying to not like in a creepy way, hang out with Savannah, but like, you know, like wanted to kind of talk to her like a, like a, like a male role model or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, his, 
like would say some random weird stuff that I was just kind of like, huh, like that's weird. And then time starts going by more and more. And then he starts like doing weird stuff, like sitting on the couch by like the front door if I was getting ready to go out. And then, you know, I'd be like walking towards the door and be like, where are you going? Oh, um, I'm, like, going out. And um, uh, did you go out like last night? Like, how late are you going to be? And I was like, yeah, um, none of your like, fucking business. That's how yeah. late. Right, exactly. And then he would like have his like shoulders crossed and just like staring like into the, you know, like the wall across from him, like weird, like with a weird, like, I don't know. He just looked demonic and like crazy. So he was my ex husband, is what you're saying, basically? Yeah, pretty much. But he was just yeah. supposed to be my roommate. <laughs> like, right. Like, um, and so then he, um, Start he started writing me like weird letters and like slipping them under my door and then one time I went to California and like I um, forgot something and had to turn around and come back to the house and like I found him in my room um, and like my underwear drawer was open yeah Yeah. so like things keep getting weirder but also I have like a lease with this person and you know like I'm just kind of trying to stay away from the house as like much as possible you know and like keep Savannah away from him and just kind of like do our own thing but he just kept getting weirder and weirder and so I started having actually started having Autumn come over and like stay the night there Mm -hmm. and so then um because I was like super freaked out and so then he um reported me to the landlord for having um what do you call it like um on in impure lesbian bullshit was going on oh, and, uh, lovely. Yeah, impure lesbian bullshit Is that what, he wrote a letter like that and it said that yeah he sent that well i don't know that he he may he may not have used the term bullshit <laughs> in that letter but that's what he was referring to the situation as and so mm-hmm. yeah he he so he tells the landlord that and the landlord lives like somewhere on the East coast. So he's not even anywhere near Arizona. And then um, he starts documenting like when her car was in the driveway and like sending the landlord photos. Oh my God. He is my ex-husband. Yeah. And so then one night, like he comes in and this is a night that like autumn was staying there. Um, Savannah was in the next room sleeping. And like, this is like, we're not doing anything l- lesbian at you know, in that situation or that time. So Savannah is in like the other room, but like what, the only thing dividing us was like a French, like a glass French door that you could see everything through. So it wasn't like romance is like, you know, going on right. in this room. And like he busts in and he's like standing over, like hovering over me, calling me um, a dirty, dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again, like a psycho. He's like, He's like, you're a dirty, dumb bitch. You're a dirty, dumb bitch. He's like, I'm a college graduate and you're just a dirty, dumb bitch. And then I. Oh my God. Yeah. So I call 911 and uh, they arrive on the scene. They arrive. And so he starts, you know, defending himself to the police, telling them that, you know, he's sick and tired of this fucking lesbian bullshit going on in the house. He has to come home from work every day. And, you know, we're just here, you know, doing our lesbian bullshit, which I still actually have the police report from that, which is hilarious. I can't say lesbian bullshit in it. Yeah, it it does. Actually, (laughs) it says a lot of things like he, you know, um, and then he starts he starts um, telling them that he works in the HR department at the university, 
and that he wants their badge numbers. Yeah, he wants every one of their badge numbers because they basically, I mean, they arrested him. Like, they took him away. He was super belligerent. You're so lucky that they did that because he lived there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, you know, like, I get a restraining order. So he's ordered to be away from the house. I think it was, like, for, for a month's time. But mm-hmm. then the landlord said that I broke the lease agreement because he was only renting that house out with the understanding that it was like a an like a typical Amer- what did he say like a typical family um uh, or con- no conventional family unit moving into the house so no. yeah so that I violated the lease by being a lesbian essentially oh and. My God. Uh, yeah, so because I wasn't living in like you know this conventional lifestyle, and so he had me basically evicted, but like not um like not it's like not on my record or anything. I actually went and got a lawyer, um like to cover myself for that, but oh, um, good for you. It ended up costing me like twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. so needless to say, uh yeah, my roommate was gone for an entire month because of like the re- restraining order, and then to allow me enough time to find a new home. And, but he got to move back in the house after that month was like, when I, when I left, he could move back in. The landlord let him stay there and live there for the remainder of the lease. And so I was like really mad um, because, you know, I definitely felt like uh, he was kind of like in the wrong there a little bit. Um, For sure. Who had to move out. And yeah. so, yeah, so I did some during that time, like the last final day. Oh, and he was still coming. He was violating his um, restraining order. order. He was coming over to the house. And every single time, like I'd have to call the police. But the minute I'd call them, he would drive off. And so it was like, you know, I could never prove oh. that he was doing it. But he was, do- you know, he was doing shitty stuff like that. Like he was he was mm-hmm. making things like really difficult. Anyhow, and he was just being a psycho weirdo um, during it all, like su- like he total kind of like a sociopath type, like you really yep. see that come through, like um, living that close to him. Yeah. Anyway, yes. yeah, yeah. So then I started towards the end. I put a dead fish carcass in the toilet tank. <laughs> um, I used his special like. A uh, hand towel to wipe my vagina every time <gasps> I went to the bathroom. Nice. Yeah, and then I used his toothbrush and like brushed or cleaned out the toilet with that. Nice. And yeah, I took some like weird milk and I put it down the, <laughs> the bathtub. That like this is actually pretty bad. This was more of like I guess I lucky to the homeowner than to him. Um, but there was a leak in the bathtub and it was going down to the basement and causing mold. And mm. so I put a bunch of like gross shit into the bathtub, like let it go down the drain. I basically mm. made like a sludge and then let mm. it leak slowly into the basement um, as another, like, I guess, F you. That's beautiful. But I shouldn't be like recording this because that's like, I guess, like, against the wall. <laughs> um, but, yeah. The of limitations is for sure up on this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has been like over 12, like 12 years, but yeah, you're fine. Oh yeah. That was, that was a one thing that he, um, he told Savannah 
that he had had this horrible nightmare that Autumn and I were um, like scissoring or something like that. And, and mind you, Savannah was 11 years old. Oh he liked telling her about this graphic nightmare that he had. <sighs> yeah, he was like so, like he just took like, I guess, and that was the weird thing. Cause I, like when I met him, he was always hanging out with this one guy and they always seemed like very, I don't know, like lover esque. Mm-hmm. So I just like, I always, but like, then I truly found out like how like homophobic and like hateful he was of the notion mm-hmm. that, you know, lesbian action going on. <laughs> God, wow. How wrong was I? <sighs> Anyway, he deserved so, every little bit of that. Every homophobic homophobic person that we've talked about tonight deserves yeah. that stinky revenge that they got. Yeah, the rotten because yeah, I'm, my my brother used to get harassed in that same kind of way, like you described your friend, you mm-hmm. know, walk on frat row. Yeah, and that was like kind of something that they would kind of thing that they would do, like a retaliatory thing of um, like I guess one time. Uh, he told me that they were like walking down the road and like some like um, these same bros that were always harassing them and like calling them, you know, like, you know, names that are not kind right. um, and like derogatory, like you know, things or whatever, saying derogatory things. And so one day I, I think one of them, he would have to tell the story. Maybe I'll have to have him submit it. But mm-hmm. um, about like one of them, like shit into a big like third like thirst buster cup from circle k and then the other one like peed in it and then one of them like just by holding it and smelling it caused them to vomit so it was like vomit feces and urine all in this giant thirst buster cup and then like the bros drove by and they're like convertible and they like chucked it at them and like pretty much i think it just probably like exploded into the car all over them (laughs) yeah 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 but that was kind of of the only time that I've really like ever done something like like that like I'm not a revenge kind of person yeah like I don't slash tires I don't you know like stalk people I don't like do like weird like you know I'm gonna like I don't know like crank call you pizzas or something that you didn't pay for (laughs) things like that like I don't um but that one time, like, I really felt like a crazy person. I I feel like it was justified. And I feel like you did a great <laughs> job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. This yeah. is why you're my friend. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, <laughs> you approve of my bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, it will always root on your, your uh, risky decisions. Yeah. Do have you ever done anything retaliatory against somebody that did you wrong? Um, I guess in a way that you would feel comfortable sharing with the world. No. <laughs> the only uh, the only things I've ever done like that that were terrible were just to you. Oh yeah, like all the pranks you used to play. <laughs> oh, it's so sad and so mean. But you know. It wasn't, it was never my idea. I'll just say that. Well, the one, I think there, I forget. I think there was the one idea that you had was the one that actually worked because all the other ideas failed, but it was the one time that 
that I put that I had just gotten ready to like go somewhere and got out of the showers, drying my hair. And like it had like flour or baby powder in my blow dryer. And and then it like blew all over my damp hair and just like adhered to it. And I was like <sighs> supposed to be somewhere in a certain time. And I like didn't have time oh. to like take another shower. And I was like very upset. <laughs> yes. Was that um, you? I don't think so. See, you've been, you've told me this story so many times and I'm sure it had to be me. I mean, you and I lived together. Mm -hmm. I did that shit to you all the time. It always failed, but I don't remember doing that. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Maybe I was drunk Uh and probably 5 p.m. (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) And I thought it would be super funny to do that. Did it happen in your car too? Um, I don't know that it happened in my car. Okay. I don't think it, I think I would have remembered that. Well, okay. my car is always so dirty that I might not have noticed. <laughs> well, I think like, maybe we got the idea because we saw somebody do it to somebody in their car where they put like baby powder or flour or whatever it was in the like air vents. That's so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be terrible if that happened to you after you blow <laughs> the blow dryer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been, that would have just really, I would have been more upset about it if it was in, like, the car that I have now, but if it had been in my, like, Honda CRV, oh I probably God. would have just thought it was, like, mold. I can't yeah. explain the smell of that car that you probably <laughs> got used to at some point. Yeah, well, I just saw a, like, I just saw a post that I was going through, like, my old Facebook post, because you know how it shows you, like, whatever like the date like the memory of last whatever the hell um and so I like it caused me to like want to kind of go back and just sort of like I don't know kind of clean up my old Facebook Mm -hmm. because like get these reminders I'm like oh my god what what the hell am I saying yeah so I went back in time but I saw the one that Alex told me that he had farted and it smelled exactly like the inside of my car (laughs) (laughs) like we grossed him out yeah, we got to talk more about the the CRV someday. I know you spilled some sort of fish juice. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Well, what was yeah? That? Oh, and fish fish sticks melted in there too. Is it yeah. different fish juice? Multiple fish juices. Yeah, there's definitely like a lot of. I definitely had a lot of spills of like oyster juice, like when I would be opening up like the oyster jar, and then like pulling off the yeah. lid always kind of like splatters oyster juice everywhere you eat oysters in your car often <laughs> well yes i do actually of course you, of course you fucking do like on lunch breaks and whatnot and then yeah right. like yeah. i always love to have a lunch break and have a nice big jar of oysters in my car that's <laughs> totally normal <laughs> um yes but uh yeah no the fish the fish sticks was I think probably like the worst smell and that was when I went to the store and bought you know like a bunch of groceries or whatever filled up the back seat of my car and like I guess um well the fish sticks um had like spilled out and went under my driver's seat but I didn't realize that for I don't know it was like well over a month um 
but I started thinking that I had maybe a bacterial <laughs> vaginal infection <laughs> because I, I to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I did actually. I went to get checked out to make sure I didn't have like some weird STD or bacterial infection. Oh I don't my know. God. When I would have down, it would like, you know, (laughs) and it was coming from my seat, which also (laughs) my crotch. It totally makes sense, but it's so funny that you went to the doctor and it was just fish sticks under your (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, they were, they actually, those fish sticks had eaten through the plastic, like the rotting or whatever ate through the plastic and that like cardboard you know um like how it has kind of like that that on the floor yeah it like it had adhered to the it ate like it was like eating through like the the gross (laughs) rotting acids were like eating through the interior of my car like on the floorboard underneath my driver's seat and like that's how long they were in there and that's how long i thought i had a a vagina. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my god. In episode one, I sound like too excited, and you sound like not excited enough. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, originally my thought was, oh, I feel like. Maybe I talked about diarrhea too much, which I did cut out a little bit of the diarrhea talk. But then now today I was like, you know, if people don't want to listen to diarrhea stories, they should not be listening to this podcast. (laughs) Because. Yeah, I mean. What is more embarrassing than diarrhea? And it happens all the time, unfortunately. So it's it's going to be in a lot of stories. Remember when you were making your dating profile? Your dating app profile. Yeah. And I read through it and I said, this is great. But I think that you should add that <laughs> if they don't <laughs> if yeah. they don't like hearing stories about diarrhea, they should not <laughs> date you. Yeah, I actually at- <laughs> I actually showed that like prerequisites to Kenny, like not that uh-huh. long ago. It's like um <laughs> it's so important though it's so important to put your real self on those dating apps yeah and find the right person because if you pretend to be anything then you're gonna find somebody that likes what you're pretending to be and then you're gonna have to pretend and do that bullshit the whole time (laughs) and you have diarrhea stories and you talk about it and somebody who dates you needs to know that that's gonna happen and they need to be okay with it and they need to think it's funny Right. They don't have to think it's funny, but they have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was wondering if you would like to hear a story that someone wrote in to me. Yeah. Yes, I'd absolutely love to hear the email story. Yes. Okay. I think you might be able to relate. We'll see. We'll see when you hear my story. Are you ready? ready. Okay. My name is Maddie and I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. She really has no shame 
most people will be like, I oh, don't say who my name is. Okay. Several years ago when I was in high school, I was a theater nerd. I was in several musicals and plays. And at this point of my thespian career, I was a filler character character for the musical Bye Bye Birdie. We had been practicing the full show at this point, And our debut was only a few days away because we were practicing through both acts of the musical. We would have a snack break during intermission that was expected to be supplied by the parents and or guardians of the students in the play. Everyone was informed of allergies, but for some reason, many parents either blatantly ignored the allergy warnings or did not care. I personally am allergic to peanuts and am lactose intolerant. On this fateful day, a parent decided bringing Go-Gurts was a good idea. Oh, fucking Go-Gurts and nothing else. I remember, <laughs> I remember gazing longingly at said Go-Gurts. <laughs> I was hungry, tired, and still had the entire second half of the act to practice through. I knew it was risky, but I decided to eat one of the Go-Gurts. Well, actually, I ate three because I have zero self-control. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everything went fine through the second act. We were wrapping up and gathered around the musical director to talk through notes and what to expect on opening night. I began to feel lightheaded. The words of my director started to slur in my head and my stomach started to fill rapidly with gas. On the verge of passing out, I began to release a mighty fart. Oh my God, I love that. And I mean mighty. Oh, man. I could not control it. And the more that seeped out, the more it would build up. I swear, I was farting for a solid three minutes. Mm. I have no idea how loud or pungent it was because I was so lightheaded. It felt like the floor was rumbling alongside my guts. At this moment, I knew I desperately needed to get the hell out of there. So I rapidly stood up and announced to the whole group, probably in the middle of what my director was saying, announced that I had to leave as my parents were there. I ran out of the auditorium and beelined to the nearby bathrooms. If you are lactose intolerant or know someone that is, you would know the next 30 to 45 minutes and there was absolute hell. But it got worse. And see, I was unaware that cheerleaders were practicing for a pep rally. Oh, God, fucking cheerleaders. In a nearby smaller gymnasium. And two cheerleaders came into the bathroom I was in. <sighs> Mortified, I lifted up my feet so they could not see me. And they exclaimed to each other just how awful that bathroom smelled. I heard them retch and backpedal out of there quickly. In my shame, I stayed in the stall for a whole other 30 minutes to ensure I did not run into any of the cheerleaders or peers from the musical. Oh, so sad. Once I felt confident and empty... I called my stepmom to come pick me up. I think she could tell I was not feeling well, but didn't ask. I immediately went to my room after we got home and another dizzy spell hit me. I quickly laid myself on the ground and proceeded to shit myself. At this point, I had no fight left in me and just let it happen. <laughs> oh. oh, I think we all know that feeling. Uh, I don't know how long I laid there, but I eventually got up and cleaned myself up. No one mentioned anything the next day or any day after. I don't think anyone knew what had happened. Oh, that is so lucky. I thought she was farting that whole time before. <laughs> I thought the three-minute fart was uh, pretty obvious, but I guess not. I was sincerely relieved to not be labeled by some horrible name like Fart Girl. <laughs> and I started to bring my own snacks to practice. Yeah, good idea. The show went off without a hitch overall, and I 
had a really lovely time. I will never be able to eat a go-gurt ever again, though. I hope you enjoyed my story. It's something to look back on and laugh now that I'm thrilled to find an avenue I can share it with. Until next time, Maddie. Oh my God. I, as I was reading that, I had a flashback of something that could, you know, potentially be embarrassing, I guess, but I was a child, so I had no shame. But, uh, you know, I'm allergic to nuts. Yes. Everything, yeah, everything except peanuts. I'm allergic to all of them. Um, and I was at a baby shower at my aunt's house when I was probably nine years old, something like that. And I've always known that I'm allergic to nuts. I don't eat them. I can't eat them. I will vomit. So I was like looking through all the like snacks and stuff on the counter and I saw trail mix with a bunch of nuts in it, but it had M&Ms in it too, right? Yeah. So my child brain, I was like, oh, I'm going to pick those M&Ms out of that trail mix and eat them. And then I'll be fine because I'm not eating nuts. No, you stupid idiot. There's nut dust all over those M&Ms and they're going to fucking make you vomit. No, I didn't know that. So I ate a whole bunch of those M&Ms and I threw up all over the counter in my aunt's house, like all over the other food that was, it was like very quick vomiting and I felt so bad that I like ruined the fucking baby shower because I thought I could eat M&M's out of trail mix that dust is a real danger yeah no of course oh I just like want to scoop you up and give you a I don't know cuddle (laughs) wipe the vomit (laughs) off of my face thank you so much for listening uh, we are going to get this recording thing figured out at some point. Um, and if you have any advice for us, we will gladly take it. Because we're just a couple of old ladies that have no idea what we're doing. Yes. Uh, um, you can follow us uh, on Instagram if you like. It's um, the worst day of my life dot podcast. We have a little Facebook group if you want to join us, chit-chat about some embarrassing things. It's uh, just called The Worst Day of My Life on Facebook. And then if you have a story that you want to send us that is uh, an embarrassing day in your life, we would love to see that and read it and hear it and smell it. It's um, (laughs) theworstdaypodcast at gmail.com. So send those to us. I sound like I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah. Worst day podcast, gmail.com said, he was like, you know, I'm worried that you're going to get too caught up in it sounding professional and then you guys are going to lose the fun part of it. Yeah. I said, I get that. We'll make sure it's still fun. I don't ever want it to not be fun because we both already have jobs. We don't want us to be a job. No. But I do think it would be fun to sit and talk to you in person, too, and record yes. with you. I think that yes. might be more fun. Yeah. I even, can... though, even though I love talking to you on the phone. It's just not the same. No, it's not. So hopefully this will be our last phone episode, and we'll figure it out from here. But um, thank you for listening. Yes. And, thank you. Uh, yes. And remember, <laughs> it could always be worse. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.
नहीं